the problem with these things, you've got to layer up. You start with the, uh, start with the microphone, and then it's the glasses, and then it's the hat. Um, I've got to say, my opening joke was, I haven't eaten anything today, and I'm feeling already a little bit stuffed. Um, but obviously, I wouldn't say that, because it's too cringy, isn't it, for Christmas morning. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, I hope you've had a great morning so far and looking forward to um, great times of festivities and food and all the amazing things that Christmas brings. Um, but obviously, without Christ, there is no Christmas. And so this morning, I just want to chat a little bit about the amazing miracle of the birth of Christ. Over the last few weeks, we've been looking at how Jesus is the light of the world. And today, I want to follow that theme on a little bit more. So let's read through the story uh, so far to remind us where we've got to over the last few weeks. Um, I'm going to leave some pauses and I'm expecting, because obviously we haven't had a panto this year, that you are all ready for some audience participation. And so, oh no, oh yes you are. Amazing. (laughs) Right, here we go. 2,000 years ago, or thereabouts, there lived a young woman named... Amazing. She was engaged to a carpenter called? One day, an angel of the Lord appeared to her and said, Do not be afraid. You will have a child from God. Now, in that day, to have a child before getting married was, uh, would be quite shocking. And so Joseph, to protect her, basically plans to divorce her quietly. But then an angel appears to Joseph in a dream and says, Do not Sensing a pattern here, aren't we? (laughs) Joseph is then told that the baby is from God and should be called Jesus. Because it would fulfill a prophecy of the birth from a virgin to Emmanuel, meaning God with us. Bit of Bible knowledge, that one. So, then what happens? Well, Mary and Joseph then need to travel to Bethlehem, because that's Joseph's hometown. And Jesus is born in a, within a manger. Very nice. We then heard on Sunday about how then the angels appeared to some shepherds who were out washing their socks on the hills. Um, And they went and worshipped the baby too. So we've heard about the birth of Jesus and we've heard about the shepherds. So who do you think we're going to be talking about next? Who, Who comes next in the story? Wise men, yes, the wise men. So we're going to turn to. They're behind me. (laughs) Very good indeed. So if you have a Bible, if you would like to turn to Matthew chapter 2, and we'll start from the very beginning. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east, I'm assuming the Norfolk area, came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who was born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose, and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all of Jerusalem with him. And so he gathers his uh, advisors to him, And they basically tell him that if there's going to be a baby, the prophets say the baby will be born in Bethlehem. So let's jump to verse 7. 
Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I may come to and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts. Now, this morning I want to talk quickly about the three gifts uh, that they gave to Jesus and how that impacts us. Um, have we got any sort of new mothers in, in, in the building? Sort of, you know, in the last sort of year have had a child? Or, or maybe further, if not, I'll have to expand. If not, no. Oh, okay, that's quite rare for this church. Um, I, will go, I will go on slightly further. And um, Anna, what, what normal things um, do a newborn baby get given? So when you had any of yours, what sort of things were you given? Clothes. Clothes. Nappies. Nappies. Wet wipes. Uh, wine. Wine. Good. Good, yes. Amazing. Very much needed. Um, I have a little list. I thought nappies. I don't have children, so if I'm wrong, please correct me. Uh, rusks. I know rusks are quite popular. Um, dummies. Uh, sleep. I think that's a, that's a gift that some people like to give. And um, milk or food. That's one of the things that um, babies need. Um, who can tell me what the first object given to uh, the baby Jesus was? Lily. Gold. It was indeed gold. Of your list of things that were given to children, did metallic objects come on that list? No. <laughs> no, they did not. By the way, I've got, ooh, I've got to speak to people who got right answers, and I'm going to try and test out my throwing arm. Are you ready, Lily? Oh, it's not bad. I mean, the direction was a bit off. <laughs> no, they're not, Ben. Amazing. Anna, I think you can use the one as well. Amazing. Um, so, as it was customary when doing royal visits, the wise men came to Jesus with treasured gifts intended to honour a newborn king. And as today, gold was very valued in uh, the ancient world. By bringing a gift of gold, the wise men showed they were indeed coming to a king, that they saw Jesus as a king. In addition to this, under the Old Covenant, the, the most holy place, the Holy of Holies in the inner sanctuary of the temple, where the priests would encounter the presence of God and offer a sacrifice. Likewise, the incarnation of Jesus heralded the presence of God, Emmanuel, God with us, and the sacrifice of atonement he would make on behalf of his people. And what were the walls and the features of the temple covered with? Gold. And the first present given to Jesus? Gold. So the first gift given to the king of kings was gold. Who can name me a second one? I've got to say, as soon as I mentioned sweets, lots more hands went up, didn't they? Uh, okay. Uh, go on then, Jacob. Frankincense. Amazing. Right, okay. Let's see if we can do this one as well. Oh, it's not gone so well. I'm sorry. Fine. We can, I'm sure it can be passed back. <laughs> Now, again, a very seemingly odd gift to bring to 
a baby. Frankincense was incense that was burned and gave off a lovely smell, much like this candle. Um, you can't... What does it smell of? Uh, stuff. Smelly stuff, indeed. <laughs> I remember when, when my fiancé bought this, she said, you know what, this smells of smelly stuff. And uh, frankincense was smelly stuff. Um, but it was also very uh, rare. And so it wouldn't have been the things that would have been used in a home. It probably would have been used in the temple, burnt to offer praises to God. So the wise men in coming were bringing offerings of a, a incense that would be burnt to bring offerings and praises to God. The role of the priest was the one who burnt offerings within the temple. And as Jesus is the Messiah, meaning anointed one, who were anointed? Well, kings and priests. So this, these two gifts come and bring illusion to Jesus' role on earth. And then the story ends there, doesn't it? Isaiah 60 talks about the future glory of Israel. A multitude of camels shall cover you. The young camels of Midian and Ephra and all of Sheba will come. They'll bring gold and frankincense. And they shall bring good news, the praise of Lord. Isn't that the last present? No, you're right. There's myrrh. Thank you, Pauline got it. <laughs> nice to know that one person did. <laughs> and um, myrrh is the third and the final gift that brought... You know what, Pauline? Would you like some Harry Bow? There we go. <laughs> and in some ways, it's the strangest gift of all. While gold and frankincense signify that good news that Isaiah speaks of, myrrh was used for anointing a dead body. Not the sort of thing you'd normally give to a baby, going to a baby and reminding it one day it will die. Why would they do that? Well, the reason is this. Jesus was not an ordinary baby. And Jesus was not what the Jewish people expected a Messiah to be. The Jewish people expected an anointed one who would be the golden king, the scent of God that would cast out the terrible smell that the Romans had put through the promised land, when in fact the baby in the manger would do so much more than they could imagine. Whilst frankincense points to deity and divinity, myrrh points towards humanity. And Jesus would show his humanity through dying on a cross for the sins of the world and then rising again. Hallelujah. The gifts of the wise men teach us many things about Jesus, his kingly status, his divine nature, his role as the great high priest, his humanity. But the place of the wise men in God's story also tells us something. Whilst the Jewish scriptures speak of gold and frankincense to come, it was in the hands of Gentiles that God gave the promise of the myrrh, that burial anointing balm, to tell the world that his son, the Messiah, would make the ultimate sacrifice for, his in, for our sins. And that is what we celebrate at Christmas. So have an amazing Christmas, a great day. God bless you all, and hopefully see you very soon in the new year.